I think we should do the podcast in Italian because obviously we have international viewers. I could be like, Ciao a tutti, benvenuti al nuovo episodio di Parole Senza Saggezza. Sì. Hello and welcome to Words Without Wisdom, the podcast where we answer the questions that you did not know that you wanted to hear the answers to. My name is Evan Dixon. And I'm Matthew Lyon. I think we're still high on the fame of our last episode that we garnered from our last episode. Oh, after the fantastic response to our last episode, yeah. (laughs) The whole, like, 40 views on YouTube at least. I mean, we did we did really well, and if all your viewers are listening to this now, please do stick around. We have other jokes, not just ones related to being outside for once. (laughs) And the Anik water, you're going to bleep that? And apparently not now, because we did in fact discover that the, the aforementioned river that we were referring to last week was not the river we thought it was, and was actually not that river at all, and so we had no reason to bleep it out. I can't remember what the river even t- ended up being. Well, well, well we can't say that, because that would give it away. Well, you can bleep out the phrase Well, I can bleep out the phrase Yes. Excellent. And I just did. <laughs> it's been a busy week, hasn't it? It certainly has. Because since the last episode, we have returned to s- to school to complete our final year of higher education. Oh, no. That's just a terrifying prospect, isn't it? Yeah. I wish I was... Uh, for those of you who don't know... Oh, oh you wish you were what? Oh, I was just going to say, like, I wish I was 11 again. I don't know if I'd want to be 11. That's an interesting question, because that's what we do here on the Words Without Wisdom podcast, questions. Um, if you could choose a point in your life that, like, to go back to and start living from again, what would it be? Um, 14 was a good year for me. 14? 2014 or oh, the age, age 14? 14, which would have been, you know, 2017. I don't know why I said it as if I was lying. It would have been 2017. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of weird to think about that, actually. Oh. You feel like you've kind of always been the age that you are. Yeah, I know. And then you look back and realise that in 2017, when, like, Peter Capaldi stopped being the Doctor, you were only 14. so old. I know, I I do feel old. I I relate all of my my age and time, um, like, intervals to Doctor Who, and suddenly realising that 2018 was when the first Jodie Whittaker series came out. It has made me feel so old because that was like only, you know, that was like yesterday. I know. 2018 was such a, 2018, 2017 was such a long time. Like, th- thinking back on it, th- at the start of tw- that year, Obama was president. Yeah, he was. That's, you know, that's just mental because he was president like... 20 years ago, right? No? <laughs> yeah, like years ago. Yeah, and then Trump has been president. Oh, Trump's or, been president or, forever. I've been president Joe forever. Biden still isn't uh-huh. president. No, he's well, just so ineffectual. Cause just, well, we're not, we're not, let's try not to do so much politics on this episode. <laughs> yeah, but back to that, like, oh, and, and another thing actually I recently realised is that, you know, the we'll cover these eventually because we have our Doctor Who segment, but the silence, <laughs> the famous Doctor Who villain, um, 10 years ago they debuted. Oh, that is terrifying. Years ago. That is absolutely terrifying. Yeah. And that was like after I'd been watching Doctor Who or, I, or have memories of watching Doctor Who for at least like five years before that. So that being 10 years ago is mental. Mm-hmm. 
So you'd so you'd say the age of fourteen. That's I think, the age you'd I pick think for... if I had to go in the past, I think if I think if I had the choice, I would remain eighteen. Though I'm all about the future. You'd it's like when people 18. say, "What decade would you go back to?" And it's like I wouldn't really want to uh-huh. travel into the past, like because that be yeah, boring. That's true. Well, it's not boring, but it's like I, you know. I get that. As Fleetwood Mac said, "Don't stop thinking about tomorrow." Yeah, I mean, I was essentially going to, the say, to say the same thing because I was leaning up to the fact that I don't think there's ever been a time in like in my life that is now in the past where I don't look back on it and go, "Oh, what was I doing?" Yeah, no, I, I know. What you know, like what, like 2017, for example, was the year. Uh, I think am I right about saying this? That the year that we went on a or uh, well, you, I don't think you went, but I went on a school trip to France to to a place called the Ardèche or on the Ardèche River, and. Um, I look. I was just thinking, looking back on that the other day, and going, "Oh my god, what was I doing?" You know, on that trip, it was just. I, I hate, you ever. You just hate your younger self. Oh yeah, absolutely. I hate myself from six hours ago. <laughs> That's you're stealing my lines there. That's exactly what I was gonna say. I hate myself from a day ago. Oh, but like I look back at points in my life and realize how depressing they were. Like two thousand and eight. I don't know if it's just the sort of aesthetic. But it was just a depressing year. Like, I was in P1. I, I wasn't, didn't really have that many friends. There was uh, a financial crisis. There was a financial crash. <laughs> you know, Gordon Brown was Prime Minister. Uh, not to say anything bad about it. I'm pretty neutral on Gordon Brown. But there were three separate Doctor Who-related TV series airing at that time, so it's not all bad. <laughs> in the year 2008, we had Doctor Who Series 4, the best series of Doctor Who. We had yeah. Torchwood Series 2. But did you watch Torchwood of- as a five-year-old? <laughs> Um, I don't think so, no. But we also had the Sarah Jane Adventures oh. series, something or other, two maybe, three. Um, and that was epic, and I did watch that as a five-year-old. So yeah, it was absolutely incredible. Great stuff. Maybe we'll maybe we'll cover that after we finished every episode of Doctor Who, which will only take us a year or so. Do <laughs> <laughs> you like characters in the Sarah Jane Adventures? Are they hot or not, Mister Smith? I mean, come on, no, it's Alexander Armstrong. I mean, Alex, it's Alexander Armstrong. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, that's actually the way we we should have done that to start off with. Because I agree with you. This is the first time. This is the first hot or not segment we've agreed with each other. I know. Speaking of, I think it's time for hot or not. Welcome to America's hottest politicians with Matthew Lyon and Evan Dixon. Hello and welcome to the podcast se- segment within a, the podcast uh, where we rank American, where I rank American politicians by hotness and then uh, Matthew inevitably disagrees. Inevitably. So this week's candidate is the junior senator from Utah and previously previously served as the governor of Massachusetts. Uh, he's known as a moderate... Backtrack, go- sorry. The the junior senator from what? Utah. That's, that's not what you said. Utah. <laughs> I believe what you said was Utah. <laughs> Utah. You're saying it. You're still saying it. Utah. What is Utah? <laughs> Utah. 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 More stress. More Utah. stress today, boy. Okay. Yes, thank you. That's better. You may now continue. Today's candidate is the junior senator from the state of Utah. He previously served as the 70th governor of Massachusetts. He's known as a moderate Republican, well known in, in the was very successful in the business world of where, uh, as well. And it's Matt Evan. Romney. I've just no no. It's Matt Romney. <laughs> I just googled the junior senator from Utah, and it's Matt Romney. <laughs> oh no! No, do you not see it? You really? 
No, I mean, I know what Mitt Romney looks like to begin with. No. Maybe it's a Mormon thing. <laughs> normally I have to Google people on, on, on work. I will, I will reveal a secret that normally I have to Google most of the people Evan comes up with. But in the case of Mitt Romney, I do in fact know what he looks like. And oh my God, no. <laughs> really? Are you sure? Really? You did say inevitably disagree. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like, I, you know, I wouldn't date him. Also, he's the enemy of my lord and saviour, Barack Obama. It's a charm so. thing. So, Evan, what are the delectable Mitt Romney statistics? Well, for looks, he does get a seven. Seven, a I seven. see. And for charm, he also gets a seven. Mm-hmm. Policy, he gets a three. Yeah, that's, that's good. Yes, I'm glad. I, I assume <laughs> he would not want to pursue a relationship with any man. Any, I, I, I doubt that, yes. Um... I, I mean, I assume all of these people, need, none of these people would want to pursue a relationship with a man, but I, I feel like especially Mitt Romney, being the devout Mormon he is. Very much so. Although, as we know... Shedding his skin and yes. all that. Uh-huh. As we know, you can be a Mormon and a homosexual. Yes, indeed. As Tony Kushner once said. I don't think he said that in the play. And if you don't know what play we're referring to... Google get it. Get cultured. Work it out. Get some culture in you. Learn about literature. L- literature? Literature. Literature. I don't know why I said it that way. Learn about learn about famous those American literature in America in that damned country. So yes. So this. Uh... So yeah. So Matt Romney. Now, this is the part where I say I disagree with you. Evan. He's not <laughs> is it hot. Though? Is it? And is it though? Are you sure? So um, I'd like to surprise you by saying I disagree with you, Evan. He's not hot. <laughs> Insert shocked noise. Oh yes. I mean, I just don't understand any of these. I I would like to have some kind of reasoned, like re- like with some of the previous that I've had, reason why I don't. The fact of the matter is, not only is my taste in men incredibly specific, but also, he, I just don't see where this attraction lies with anyone over the age of fifty. I wouldn't apart date from him. David Tennant. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't date him. It's not like a genuine emotional. You know, like, there's two types of attraction. There's, like, a genuine emotional connection, physical connection. Yeah. And then there's, like, American politician connection. And we, <laughs> the, you know, Matt and I have... Is that in psychology texts? Matt and I... <laughs> exactly. The American we, politician We have the latter, and when I say we, I mean me. <laughs> uh, Is I have that the, the sequel to the French Matt. connection? It's a French connection. For cuck. For cuck, what? French Connection UK for cuck. Okay. Have you never seen that like t-shirts that say like FC UK and it looks like fuck, but it's for cuck. No. Really? What does it mean? French what? Connection UK. What is French Connection UK? French Connection, United Kingdom. Right. That doesn't help. French Connection. What does it, what does it mean? The brand, which is based in the United Kingdom, and thus. His full name is FC UK, French Connection, United Kingdom. I thought the French Connection was a film. Oh, I, I mean, I think it is, but I was right, talking I was about referring the to brand. the film. Oh, well. Sorry, no, I was referring to the film. Well, that's where you and I differ. Yes, it is a film. It's about a train. Yeah. Anyway, back to Hot or Not. Back to Hot or Not. We are not good at staying on Hot or Not, are we? No, we really are. Back to Hot or Not. 
I really would like to have, as I said, something reasoned to say about about why I, I just don't, I can't agree with you. But I just, you know, anyone over the age of 50, besides David Tennant, who is 50, so not over the age of 50, so he's fine for now. Just, I just don't see it. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it either. It's just, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the French connection for you. So I think hot. And I think not. You've been listening to America's Hottest Politicians with Matthew Lyon and Evan Dixon. Who's the cat? Who's major? Itinerary is making all us merrier. Who's the... the Speaking of wicked Evan and returning to the main section of the podcast, hello again everyone. Um you have you have quite a history with wicked, don't you? I do not want to talk about it. You do not want to talk about it, but that is too bad. Come on, tell them. <laughs> yes, when I was a when I was a young child of uh, ten and one years, um, I was probably about eleven. I had a YouTube channel where I used to um, buy and sell wicked bootlegs and like post wicked bootlegs. Yeah, yeah. Of, of, that is what bootlegs of of live performances of wicked. Yes, r- r- illegally recorded. And you're quite deep. You're quite deep into it, weren't you? From what the discussions we've had, you were on forums. I was you know, on were... forums. I I used to like the well, but the well, like, there was like urban legends. There was like hidden, like hidden sort of like those stories about, it, and there was like screen caps from certain bootleg videos that had just seemed to be sort of lost to the ages, and that everyone used to covet them. I just think it's very entertaining that you were right deep into this. <laughs> it was. It was. Such a cringe hobby. It's such a cringe hobby. Uh, I mean, for those who say that we're just jumping on the popularizing podcast, internet, YouTubing, you know, craze that's that's you know built up over the past, we have been on YouTube and on the internet creating things for many, many years. I know, in various forms. has been proven. I used to in make, various like, forms. Evan has done YouTube vlogs and comedy oh. videos. I've done stuff since about 2013, um, making different types of content. You know, we're 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 internet veterans, you might say. Yeah, no, we have. We're, we are internet veterans, and I, I think that's a, a testament to our internet veteranity. I don't know what I'm saying. Well, what what I was going with this was um, quite an interesting question. I'd like to get your perspective on is how you think. The internet and the internet create like creative community and and the things that go on there have changed in your time. Like those wicked forums, do you think they are a thing that could still exist, or do you think the internet has become too hostile? The one that I was specifically active on doesn't exist anymore, which is probably just you know, I mean, things like Corona has impacted so much. It's impacted the theatre industry. So I feel like it's just people, you know, it's not going, it's not ongoing anymore anywhere. So people aren't really into it. So I feel like, I feel like this has all had a, a big impact. True, but in, in terms of the development of the the online community since, you know, the, the age when you were 11 and when 2013 or whatever, when I started and I guess I would be about the same age. Um, how do you feel that the, you know, how do you feel that you, I mean, you've been, you've done YouTube pretty much through all of that time. You've made videos of some form or another. And deleted them. How do you think, yes. In case you're wondering. How, how do you think that, um, 
that it's changed the the the, the way of youtube has changed um it's probably a lot more hostile like just in general i just feel like the internet used to be quite a wholesome place well I, at least my understanding was the internet was quite a wholesome place and i just feel like in general it's a hostile place i suppose that could be greatly affected by our perspective as quite young people Possibly, at the time yeah pro- probably being on being on youtube and not perhaps seeing or understanding those kind of spheres of the internet but i also do think that it is that the internet has become more hostile partly due to the market takeover of the internet and the way in which oh social media corporations and companies exploit uh, things like anger and and and, and rage and oh, outrage. You're right. People, Companies love to exploit human Because emotions. it makes them money and it keeps yeah. people on their platform. Companies there are many excellent videos. Things for money. There, yeah, there, I mean, there are many excellent videos about Twitter's algorithm and the way in which it, it stirs up resentment and outrage about things because that's what keeps people on their platform. Mm-hmm. Because the Twitter, it, interesting to note that the Twitter user base has not grown from about 315 million active users for about four or five years now. Oh, right. It literally has not changed that much. And it's because most people who go onto Twitter and are not used to it, immediately leave because it's so hostile and it's so... I mean, you've left Twitter. (laughs) It's so... um, You know, everything about it is not friendly to a new user. And so what they've had to do is adapt their systems to keep all those 315 million on the platform for longer Mm -hmm. to generate more revenue rather than bringing new people in. And that means they've had to essentially... the, The social media platforms talk about how they want to reduce misinformation and they want to reduce you know these kind of mob things and rage and all that sort of thing but actually they make loads of money from it they don't really want to stop it they feed into it because that's how they design their algorithms yes social media just shouldn't be for profit (laughs) i should like nothing should be for profit you know what money money should just be abolished like there is no ethical consumption That's under. <laughs> I can't say it every time. It's gonna be the new mantra of the podcast. No, we don't want to yeah, alienate. We said we wouldn't do politics. We don't want to alienate our capitalist viewers. <sighs> we don't like them. I mean, we were talking about my old niche videos. Let's talk about your old niche videos because they were. Oh, I mean, <laughs> incredible. I think my 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 old days on the internet are certainly infamous among amongst uh, our peers um, and our friends and stuff I've had uh, for those of you who don't know I, there's a there's a, a channel which I recommend you go and subscribe to right now called Odyssey Productions that's my current channel uh, or one of my current channels uh, and that channel is actually if you you'll find um, I don't know if there are any remnants of this the same channel that I have been using since 2013 to upload whatever it is that I think I want or decide I want to upload on YouTube at that time. Uh, and that has included um, a channel called uh, True Gaming, <laughs> which um, at the time was a very kind of in, like, in thing, you know, that kind of name because it was the time of of gaming compilations and stuff like that. And that's essentially what I was doing in that channel. And uh, it's very... Um, infamous amongst our peers as i said you know it's 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 a it's a so so if you want to see any of that uh get us to one million followers and then you can see some old true gaming content i will i will publish it under a new name if we reach one million followers 
I mean, <laughs> but until let's then, not mention the fact nothing. that the next iteration of your channel is entitled Critically Crafted, which famously caused a lot of confusion. Uh, let's absolutely not. Oh, yeah. Um... Famously caused a lot of confusion <laughs> with uh, Matthew and I used to do uh, public speaking competitions at school. And uh, we were discussing with the other competitors about um, our, our respective YouTube channels. And uh, this, this girl asked if uh, Critically Matthew's channel, Critically Crafted, was an arts and crafts channel, which is just, to me is just an absolutely <laughs> hilarious image. It was pretty funny. We should have like an arts and crafts for anyone... section, or like a crochet oh, tutorial section. This is absolutely thing. not an arts and crafts section of any kind, because as anyone who would know me would say, my art abilities, I think I would say probably both our art abilities are appalling. Absolutely. Um, so the fact that she called it an arts and crafts channel is, uh, or thought it was an arts and crafts channel is utterly hilarious. Because do we, are we, we don't look like, do we look like people who do arts and crafts? I don't think so. I mean, we look quite pathetic. <laughs> we do. We do. <laughs> as uh, specimens. So if, if you, you would, would like look to... at us, you'd say, you'd say probably not sports. No. Uh, or, or any kind of physical activity, which kind of leaves you with either this or art. <laughs> what academia, or some, don't you? know. Well, academia is what I meant by this. Although I wouldn't say that's a great description of <laughs> academia. Words Without Wisdom is, a, is an academic podcast. We're two, ac- we're two academics. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm writing, currently writing my thesis on... Um... America's hottest politicians. Does it? Does it? Does it include the correlations between ideology and it hotness? Does, it's, a, it's a it's a sociology dissertation on um, the correlation between political ideology and, and perceived attractiveness. But perceived attractiveness by young Scottish men. If you would like to email us and let us know uh, what your first impressions oh of us were, whether you thought we were um, geeky or arty or. That is a very good one, actually, yes. Sporty. On the first occasion of listening to this podcast or knowing us in, in life, did you? how did you view us? We haven't said the email enough this episode. Uh, make sure to email us. Uh, uh, please do so at Words Without Wisdom. That's Words Without, W-I-S-D-M, no in the wisdom, at gmail.com. And if you just like the podcast and want to send us a message, please do so at Words Without, W-I-S-D-M, at gmail.com. If you want to interact with us in any way, if you want to suggest things that we should talk about, we're always open to that. And speaking of which, I think it's probably time that we should head over to our inbox and see what's in there. Oh, indeed. So, Evan, what is in our inbox this week? We have a couple of new emails, actually. We have one. We have one from our dear friend, Anna, who sent us an email with the subject line, Un homosexuel, which... uh, it's bad, fantastic. Bad French grammar for a start because if it was feminine, it should have an extra an extra le at the end. Uh, oh, to, appalling uh, stuff. Which would mean a homosexual woman uh, or a lesbian, as the kids say. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, she says, "Hello, my dearest friends. How do you find this merry day? I hope it is pleasant and full of vigor." Um, she goes on to talk about how we don't talk enough about the life of Dion Warwick. Dion Warwick. Well, if you'd like, if you would like Anna, we can mention Dion Warwick. So, Matthew, what is your opinion on Dion Warwick? Dion Warwick, uh, of course, famous singer of uh, the original singer, if I'm not mistaken, of. Am I right? Yeah, no? of I say a little prayer. I, of yes, of I say a little prayer. 
uh, before Aretha Franklin did it, and she did it uh, worse. Oh, see, I just don't <laughs> By which agree. I mean, I mean, Dionne Warwick did it worse. Yeah, Aretha see, Franklin I just don't agree. Better. We have much contention on this we issue. We do have much contention over this. I like the Baccarat arrangement. Do. Do, 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 do. If I'm not mistaken, that you don't like that Aretha Franklin no, I do sings like the Aretha Franklin backing. Girls, no, no, but you don't girls. like the the Aretha Franklin sings uh, backing on the chorus of her version rather than the lead vocal. What you said that to me? You said that to me before that you don't like that Aretha sings the backing on her chorus rather than oh, right, the lead yeah, vocal. Yeah, I thought you meant on Dionne Warwick's chorus. I was like, no, she doesn't. No, 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 Aretha Franklin's. Yes. Um, no, I don't like that. Forever, for yeah, just you know, just if you don't know the song, look it up. It's got some amazing, in it's episode. got some amazing meter changes. It goes from like four four to two four, to four four to three four. Amazing, amazing, <laughs> spicy, catch you by surprise. Oh, such Ooh. a good song. No matter like we may disagree about, we may have our own disagreements about what version is better, but it's a good, it's a song, good song. Yes, regardless, it's a great song. Uh, other than that, I don't can't say I have much of an opinion on the life of Dionne Warwick. No, I just... I, yeah. do, I don't really know much else that she's done, not going to lie. It's probably a, a sad. Dionne Warwick didn't get the same funeral as Aretha Franklin, but... <laughs> well, she's not dead, so <laughs> that's probably why. <laughs> okay, I just assumed she was. Uh, well, that's good. And I also said Sorry it's the, to the family of Dionne Warwick. And I also said it's the entirety of the novel The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde by... Uh, um, Robert Louis oh. Stevenson. Would you like to give us a sample of the first few lines of that, perhaps? No. Okay. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes. Um, <coughs> okay. I don't want to relive it. We're studying this novel in Mr. English. Mr. Utterson was a man of rugged countenance. Uh, we're studying this I novel th- I don't English. think that's the first Muscles line. And, uh, I don't want to... I don't want to... Real, I don't want to for our it. English, for our English, for an English lit. And if our English teacher happens to be watching, I do want to relive it, and of course I'll be studying this novel in depth. Ah, uh, it's the wrong English teacher. It's fine. <laughs> so that was an excellent trip to the inbox. Um, it's lovely to hear about the strange case of Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, and some love for that book, which is obviously so underrated. Speaking of, in speaking the of uh, works of fiction that contain the word Doctor. Oh, fantastic segue there from Evan. Thank you very much. It's time for ranking Doctor Who episodes. As usual, we'll be, we are ranking Doctor Who episodes this week. Um, uh, of course, we do this. If you've seen the podcast before, if you haven't, we do this uh, based on a tier list uh, system. So the tier list goes from the greatest to amazing, then good, okay, bad, awful, and not canon. But obviously, you know, we'll not follow that. Everything is canon. We'll, yeah, we we're not going to deny reality. Not canon. We don't we don't do that. It's just this, some things are just bad. They don't have to be not part of canon. I know. Uh, and of course, last week we covered uh, the first three episodes of series two, uh, that being New Earth, Tooth and Claw, and School Reunion, and we also covered the Christmas Invasion. Um, so of course that means this week it's episode four, The Girl in the Fireplace. Now I don't know how much you know about the the consensus on the Girl in the Fireplace in the Doctor Who community, but the Girl in the Fireplace is widely considered to be an excellent episode, and I enjoy is it. it? But I think it's massively overrated. I think I mean, you're saying it's widely considered to be a, an excellent episode. I'm not sure I would say excellent. 
I'd say it's okay. I mean, no, no, I do. I I don't agree with that statement. I that's just how many people view it. I I consider it to be to be quite overrated. Well, I would agree then. I think it is overrated if people are saying that. Yeah. Despite the fact it's directed by Euros Lin, who's a fantastic director on Doctor Who, it's just it's enjoyable. But I I'm, I can't say I'm a huge fan of the Doctor being a romantic hero that's and snogging true. people thing. That's true. I can't say that's that's I love that a lot because I don't. <laughs> Plus, it's a weird like tack like future time past fusion episodes. I don't mind that. It's just. And there's also a bit of a weird power dynamic, considering he meets her first when she's a child, and then yeah. proceeds to have a romantic relationship with her, which also occurs in in uh, this episode, of course, written by Stephen Moffat. That also occurs in Stephen Moffat's first season of Doctor Who, which is actually something I've just realised, and is now slightly weirding me oh, out. Yeah. Oh well. I, the Doctor meets someone as a child, and then comes back when they're an adult, and has yeah a sexual tension with them, which it's is a tension though. You know what I mean guess it's just striking me as a bit odd <laughs> anyway so for the girl in the fireplace well i was gonna say i would say okay i i find it i find it a largely forgettable episode but that may just be me being forgetful no 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 i think i would i think i'm i'm good with having it okay that's fine by me so that's the girl in the fireplace in okay so we move on to the next episode which is the first of a two-parter rise of the cybermen directed by graham harper i don't know how you feel about these ones we've never really discussed them much but i quite like this episode i like i like this story i can't i i wouldn't say there's i can differentiate one like because I, I, I haven't watched them in a long time i can't really differentiate well the first one Stops. Rise of the Cybermen is very much more of the um, arriving in the parallel universe and um, Rose yeah. dealing with seeing her parents or her dad alive again and her being replaced with a dog, which is quite yeah. funny. I like that. I like the story. I like. I wouldn't say one of them is particularly better than the other one, to be honest. That's, uh, that's maybe certainly the second true. one just because it's obviously more climactic. But I like the story. I like. I like Jackie Tyler. No, honestly, I think I actually think Rise of the Cybermen is the better sto- is the better episode for me because yeah. it's. I think the the second episode has a lot of just action, and as much as I love action, I think the the kind of the the continuing on the themes of Father's Day with yeah. with Rose and the set, and the or not so much the, the themes but the and it's like oh uh-huh. and it's just very interesting. It's, it's kind of the first time we'd seen a parallel universe in that yeah. uh, in, in Doctor Who. To, in that way and uh, Roger Lloyd Park yeah and, I mean there's a lot and the tension is built very well with the, with the, the Cybermen and, and the Lumic Foundation and the ear and the earpieces and that all happens in the first episode Roger so that's Lloyd all, Park, a lot of whom I believe either him or his brother was Sandy Toxvig's sperm donor what <laughs> interesting you know just in case you were wondering i i was wondering yes i was really wanted to know who sandy toxwick's sperm donor was honestly didn't forgot she had a son but i don't know why because there's a really good clip where she sits on her son on an episode of qi <laughs> google it so that that's no longer out of context so somehow getting back to doctor who what would you give rise of the cybermen probably good i'd give it a good as well I would yeah give it a good. there's probably not much more we can say about the age of steel and i would probably give that a good as well yeah um, it's, I mean, it's classic series 2 stuff the reintroduction for the first time of the Cybermen classic Who villain done very well I think, very menacing um, and seeing conversion and stuff, which is something that had, had been seen before but not so much in, in such a, a uh-huh. graphic way it's pretty yeah. cool. Groundbreaking one might say. 
And I think uh, we should we, we should finish with uh, one more, and that would be the Idiot's Lantern. Yeah, it's like again directed by the fabulous director Euros Lint and written by Mark Gatiss, who I like a lot of his 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 stuff. So I quite like this one. I mean, I as far as historical episodes go, I think it's certainly a, a, a better one. I think the more contemporary they are, the more interesting they are. I mean, I quite like historical episodes. I I I know a lot of people don't. I think they can add an interesting dynamic to historical events, and especially in an educational sense, um, can teach you a lot. And I I don't mind that. But yeah, I I yeah, could see why perhaps. this one would be more appealing. I mean, this one has a very a very distinct feeling to it, mm-hmm. unlike a lot of other historicals, especially when they're set pre the twentieth century. They tend to be just quite. St- they don't tend to latch on to the feeling of the, the the era they're set in, whereas this has like you know they're on a scooter yes, and they've got uh-huh. his hair is slicked back and Rose is wearing the the outfit the and it's all very fifties. And... Yeah, it's it's all very fifties and that's all very uh-huh. important to the story. And Maureen Lippman. Yeah, you're always. Yeah, you know, I knew you were going to mention Maureen Lippman. <laughs> she's quite. A, she's a menacing villain. It's she's it's it's not a very villain. well liked or remembered villain, but I think she is quite menacing. Uh, in the episode, I think she, you know, the her hungry. Yes, it's it's disturbing. It's and the faces that get sucked off. Yeah, it's it's disturbing. And of course, fuck. a TV show with a message about watching too much TV, <laughs> which is a, a, an interesting thing, but but a good thing. Don't watch TV. Go outside. I know. Record a podcast. Go outside. Tell, someone tell Alanis Morissette <laughs> that that's what irony is. Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? Uh, so, The Idiot's Lantern, I would probably give an okay. I mean, I would say good, but I'm willing to compromise with okay. I just feel like in terms of in relation to other episodes, it just doesn't reach the heights. It's just okay. I'm, you know? I'm willing to make that concession. Well, I'm glad, because I wasn't going to accept anything else. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. Um... <laughs> And that leaves us at the end of our podcast. And that marks the end of both, yeah, the, the both the Doctor Who Ranking Doctor Who episode segment and the end of the podcast. Uh, it's been wonderful having you all once again back to our usual format, um, although we do appreciate all the response to last week's episode. We loved filming it, we loved editing it, we loved making it. So thank you all very much for the uh, for the support. One quick that note, it's be been, sure to follow our uh, Instagram account. That's Words Without Wisdom Pod. Yeah, and make sure to follow uh, us to, or me at least, on Twitter because I want more Twitter followers. We never say this. We should say we should plug stuff more. Oh yeah, follow, so, yeah, me follow, follow Instagram. our Instagram. At follow Evan me on uh, follow Evan on Instagram. Follow me, Matthew Lyon. All the links are in the description to those things. I think. I think your Instagram's in the description. My Twitter's in the description. Uh, to all the podcasts and the videos um, and make sure to email us if you have any thoughts on what we discussed in this week's episode and any of the Doctor Who episodes words without wisdom at gmail.com no and the wisdom words without w-i-s-d-m and thank you very much for coming make sure to follow turn on any notifications if that's a thing you can do uh, rate the podcast if that's a thing you can do uh, and share with your friends thank you very much for listening it's uh, goodbye from me and it's goodbye from me goodbye <laughs>